Hello, and welcome back to VGK Today, presented by MGM Rewards. I'm Justin Russo, and I hope you've had a wonderful offseason celebrating the Vegas Golden Knights Stanley Cup Championship and all the joy that comes with it. Though the offseason has been fun, we are rapidly approaching the 2023-24 NHL season and the Knights' title defense. I know we're all looking forward to seeing what the team has in store this season, but before we go full speed ahead on another quest for the Cup, I want to take one final look back at the magical spring for the VGK. During last season's playoff run, we put together 59 episodes of VGK Today, documenting every angle of the night's run and getting input from players, coaches, management, staff, and even national media who helped provide some insight into the team that would eventually capture the Stanley Cup. So let's begin our trip down memory lane in a lighthearted spot. Early on, before the playoffs even began, Ashley Weiss spoke with VGK superfan and Make-A-Wish recipient Annabelle Hansen, who set the tone for an exciting playoff run. How are you, Annabelle? Good. Good. What's new since we saw you last? Um, I got new kittens. Kittens? <laughs> yeah. What are their names? How many? Tell me about them. Um, two, and I have nicknames for them called the boys Babel and the girls Chloe. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Did you have pets before, or are these your first pet? Yeah, I've had pets before. Yeah, but two new kittens. That's awesome. Uh, what has life been like for you since you signed your contract with the Vegas Golden Knights a few months ago? Um, It's been really like good. I'm kind of sad because I want to do that again. It was like really fun. What did you tell your friends about it? When you came home, what did you say? Um, I told them about, like, when I actually got to go on the ice with the Vegas Golden Knights and, um, like, how it was to get in a fight with Keegan Colsar. What'd you tell them about the fight? I told them that I'm a champion. You were, you are a champion. <laughs> you were lying there. Did your friends believe you? Yeah. <laughs> Did you show them any videos? No. No videos? Why not? Everybody videos. My mom and dad showed every, the, everybody the videos. Did they? Have you gotten in any more fights since then? Yes. <laughs> really? Is that allowed? Is that a bad thing? <laughs> what are these other fights you've gotten in? Should you tell me about them or should you not tell me about them? Are they on the ice? Are they appropriate? <laughs> um, they're with my sister. I get, it's play, not like real. Um, I, I beat her up and she actually got a bruise when I was just playing. Oh no, I'm sure mom <laughs> loves that one. You got to be careful with that. You have to be yeah. careful with that. What are you most excited about the Golden Knights being in the Stanley Cup playoffs? Um, I actually think they have a chance of winning the Stanley Cup. Yes. What makes you say that? Um, because they're awesome. They are awesome. Now, I've seen videos of you giving some really good pep talks to the team <laughs> on Twitter. Could you give me one here that maybe I could show them or that they could listen to? Um, You got to play with your heart. Everything that you need is inside your heart. And um, I'm really excited that um, they're in the playoffs, like really, really excited. I think they have like that much of a chance of winning the Stanley Cup. Oh, my goodness. For the people who are listening and aren't able to see the video, she just put her arms as far as they could possibly go. A big chance of winning the Stanley <laughs> Cup, Annabelle says. Uh, and I have some other news for you that I don't know if you know. Uh, your favorite player, Mark Stone, is going to be playing in game one. He's back in the lineup. Let's go! Let's go. That's right. Can you believe it? <laughs> just in time. Just in time. What is your reaction to that? How does that make you feel? Um, in my mind, it's blown up. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Annabelle, we hope that we see you again um, here soon. We certainly hope that the Golden Knights uh, go on a deep run here. Thanks for mm -hmm. taking some time to chat with us. You're welcome. Anything else new going on? Or is dad going to let you stay up late for the games? Um, yeah. And mom. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. um, 
Go Knights. Go Knights. Yes, that's that's the best message to leave on. Well, you have to love that energy from Annabelle, just as excited as we all were to get that postseason started and to do so with Captain Mark Stone back leading the team. Now, though the hype was there for the Knights and the entire city was ready to go, things didn't start out as planned in the postseason. Game one of the playoffs provided a bit of a reality check for Vegas as the Winnipeg Jets marched into T-Mobile Arena and took a commanding 5-1 win over the West's top-seeded team. While many already proclaimed the sky to be falling, the Knights themselves knew they could and would be better moving forward. In between games one and two, Gary Lawless caught up with Alex Petrangelo, and his attitude toward the challenge ahead foreshadowed the mental resilience that the Knights would use throughout the rest of the postseason. What was the drive home for you like last night? Uh, I mean, we're not too bad. Like, I've been down this road. I've played a lot of playoff games. And I think you take a few minutes after the game, right? You you kind of assess what you thought we, you, know, you needed to do better, well, individually and as a group. And then... I feel like you're better off just kind of letting it sit for the night, you know, and then come back in the morning. If I felt the same way, then, you know, that's something that you got to work on. So, um, you know, I'm not a big believer, especially this time of the year, taking it home and, and, and overthinking it. We know we didn't do good enough. Um, we reiterated that message this morning. So I think what we felt last night was the same message we had this morning. BK, lots of wisdom that he is. Some days you come and you think we're just going to be yeah, that's a great way to put it. Um, you know, I thought we prepared the way we needed to prepare. I thought we had a good practice the day before, and um, we just didn't execute <clears throat> like we wanted to. And, you know, a lot of times, too, it's it's more of a mental thing than a physical thing, and, and you're not as sharp maybe as you need to be or, or, or what the answer is. But um, I've said this all year, but our group is really good at looking in the mirror and, and continue to stay positive, right? Especially at this time of the year. I mean, you got to keep the uh, the atmosphere up, but at the same time, you know, take it upon yourself to know you need to be better. The playoff journey, it can be short, it can be long. Yeah. You want to enjoy it, don't you? And, and, yeah. How do you balance that? Having, making sure you're living in the moment and enjoying the moment, and also making sure you're you're doing what you can to win. Yeah, I think we're all competitive, right? You, I mean, uh, you want to play against you know the best teams at, at the most important time of the year, and, and that's what the playoffs you know is. I mean, we've every team that's in here has earned the right to be in there, right? No one's given a playoff spot, so you know you're going to get a good, good game no matter what, and uh, you know, obviously, like I said, you know, we all know last night wasn't great, but. Every single play, every single shift is important. It's an investment into the series, and I think um, you know, we understand that. Like you said, it didn't go the way we wanted to, but I think sometimes um, you know use it as a wake-up call, and, and we got a really good idea of what they want to do. So um, it's a fun process to be a part of because momentum is a weird thing. So you got to make sure you can get it when you can, and, and there's a lot of ups and downs, not only in the regular season, but especially in the playoffs. And it's, uh, it's a fun challenge to kind of keep it at the same level throughout the whole thing and, and keep that same mindset. How many kids came into the room this morning and what time? That probably slaps the perspective on you pretty quickly, right? Yeah, no, I, wife let me sleep in this morning. She knows, and especially in playoffs, uh, dad needs a little bit of rest. So I woke up right before they were going to school. They were playing hockey in the, in the living room. So uh, I think the kids got the playoff, you know, atmosphere going in the house too. So um my parents are here too. It's a special time of the year, right? It's such a such a fun, you know, part, you know, in, in terms of that. And, and it's a balance, right? You're trying to find the balance of preparing yourself and enjoying, you know, people want to come. Obviously, a desirable location for people who want to come visit. Um, but it's fun to share those moments with your family. You want to win because you want every game to come. You've already done that. Yeah. Why do you want to win now? Well, when you're done. It's nice to say that you're a two-time Stanley Cup champion instead of a one or a three or whatever it may be, right? Um, that's one thing. Um, you know, for me, I got three of my kids to sit in the Stanley Cup. I want to get the next one in there, so I have all four. And uh, that moment after you win, you know, with your family, but immediately after with a group of guys that you went to war with for an entire year, it's a pretty special moment. You know, all the stuff after parties and whatever is great, but 
that hour, hour and a half when you look around the room and everybody just completely exhausted and, and you you spent that much time getting to that point. That's a, that's a feeling that I want to have again. What do you expect to happen tomorrow night? We'll be a lot better. I think you look at today, we're, uh, execution was a lot better. Skating was a lot better. I think, uh, you know, we had a good practice, but I think, you know, we were pretty honest with ourselves this morning, this morning knowing it wasn't good enough. So um, I think they know we're going to be better, and we will be. Alex's leadership helped the Knights to a win not only in Game 2, but in the next three games of the series, as the VGK defeated the Jets in five games to advance to the second round. Michael Amadio's double overtime goal in Game 3 is perhaps the most memorable play of that series, but Manitoba's own Brett Howden may have been the most impactful player, logging two goals and two assists in the four Vegas wins. And while impressive on its own, Brett had a lot on his mind during that time as he and his wife welcomed their first child, Charlie, just five days before the postseason began. After a two-goal performance in Game 4, the likely sleep-deprived Howden spoke with Dave Gosher on the flight back to Vegas. Yeah, Justin, thanks very much. So I'm not quite sure where we are. We're somewhere between Winnipeg and Vegas. I would guess 35,000 feet up. I can't prove that in any way, but we're happy to be joined by Brett Howden. Brett, um, take me through the last few days for you from overtime goal that you were part of in game three and then the big two goals in, in game four as we await game five. What's this been like for you? Yeah, it's it's been pretty wild. Um, I mean, my first experience in the playoffs, and um, it's just pretty amazing how, you know, every play matters, every play counts, and um, makes the games way more intense. And um, obviously, you know, being a part of that overtime win, double overtime win, you you see it on video growing up your whole life, and you just see the reaction of the players. And, and to be a part of that was incredibly special. Um, was an unreal moment and uh and then obviously to get another win um in game four there that was huge so um yeah it's it's been a lot of fun so far but uh uh, we still got uh some work to do here to to finish these guys off so um looking forward to our our next game the overtime goal michael amadio scores and and you're a big part of it Uh, can you take us through how it developed from your point of view what do you remember about it uh, honestly, I mean, it's it's kind of crazy to think because I feel like when you get to that point, you, everything's kind of a blur. Just you're, uh, I mean, you're you're obviously really tired. Uh, the game's been going on a while, um, but I, I just remember the puck going in. I just tried to get in there hard. I, I knew they were tired. They were down a five D, so just tried getting on their D, uh, finishing checks as much as I could. And um, next thing I know, the puck was in the bounce in the slot and uh ammo took the shot and i seen it go in so uh, after looking back barbs did a great job to to block their pass and and deflect it right to ammo and um yeah it was a pretty cool moment to be a part of he says that he didn't see it go in and i could if you watch the replay he has a delayed reaction you know it went in and barbershev knew it went in but michael said he just heard you yelling what were you yelling I don't. I don't even know. I, I was just screaming. Uh, it's just. It's so cool to be a part of that. I mean, just to see like his reaction after he scored. Once he realized it went in, and everybody coming off, off the bench. It's uh, yeah, just super fun to be a part of that, especially when we have such a close group that we have. You've emerged here recently as the series has gone on, Brett, to play in a line with Mark Stone and Chandler Stevenson. You guys had spent like a little bit of time together, maybe in in training camp. What's this been like to? be with those two guys who have been such a good pair over the last few seasons yeah it's it's been a lot of fun for me um i think at the start of the year when we had a little bit of time together i i think that we actually had some some good looks uh early on in the season uh together i just i just found that we weren't getting many bounces going our way and um but uh you know now being able to to play with them again it's been fun um i'm not trying to change much i'm just trying to stick to an honest game and uh, try to get in their heart for them and, and create some space for them because like you said they've been a, a dynamic duo for, for a few seasons now so um, yeah it, it's been fun to get the chance to play with them. You had a big goal in game four the other night to get uh, the Golden Knights going and then one late uh, to wrap up the game with the empty netter. 
to contribute at this time of the year what's that mean to you yeah i mean i, I mean obviously it you know it's it's special but um it, it's pretty amazing how it doesn't really matter to anybody who's the one getting the getting the goals on the board i mean we got the win and that's all that matters um it, it it's it's so cool to have that feeling where you know these you know points don't matter it all, all comes down to it is the series and the win so um it's a it's been a pretty unbelievable time so far and uh for my first time this has been great and i'm excited to keep it going here the whiteout experience uh, is i would imagine for a player pretty cool to be a part of whether you're on the jets or on the visiting team as a kid do you remember that the the old the, the 1.0 jets what do you remember about watching those all those years ago yeah honestly from the original whiteout i don't i don't remember much uh my you're dad, not that old no no <laughs> i am yeah so but my dad says he remembers all that um but yeah the the pretty crazy thing is is five years ago when you guys were in uh the conference finals i was actually out of game in the whiteout so um just to see how the tables turn uh five years later is uh is pretty crazy and to be able to you know to have uh that game, the, the way it went uh, last night, uh, was uh, it was pretty special. Have you thought about that much? This is nuts. Five years ago, you were there as a fan, and now you're scoring two goals against the Jets uh, in the most recent game. Yeah, well, I mean, it's 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 pretty hard to put into words. It's, uh, I mean, it's it's pretty crazy. It's it's super special. I had my family there with me last night, and I I remember going to that game five years ago with my brother, um, and. You know, it's just, yeah, it's, even for him, when I talk about it with my brother, it's, we're both just kind of in disbelief. We just can't believe, you know, how much has changed in five years and um, the how ironic it is, uh, the situation. So, uh, yeah, it's it's been pretty cool. So which game did you go to and what was it like? Did you have a couple of cocktails? What was the experience like? Yeah, uh, it was game two, uh, game two, um, and I'm, pretty sure you guys won uh if i can remember yeah um so i i just remember you know not not cheering for the jets or for vegas i just remember going to watch um because i was with the rangers so uh (laughs) i hadn't made the team yet i i just finished junior so i wanted to you know watch some pro hockey and and be excited for you know trying out for the rangers that next year and um yeah i just i just remember you know just enjoying being part of that game and, and being a being a part of the whiteout i mean that atmosphere is unbelievable whether you're a fan or you're a player it's it's pretty amazing to be a part of that did you wear white to be part of the whiteout <laughs> i didn't want to stick out so you know i i, I did have a, a white shirt on just to make sure i blended in uh but uh yeah it was uh yeah it, it's it's pretty crazy to think about last one for you as we uh, fly back here on the team plane to to vegas you mentioned your family was there for game four your own family is growing here what's how's charlie doing these days he's getting up there yeah yeah he's uh <laughs> he's doing good he uh he's uh, just about two weeks old um it's pretty crazy i've only been away for i don't know we've been away for three or four days now and when i when i see a picture of him he already looks a little bit bigger looks a little bit different so all the guys that that have kids on the team they told me it they change quick so uh i'm excited to get back and see him here right away and uh, see how much he's changed with the vgk taking care of business in just five games in round one brett got some extra time at home with his family as the team awaited their round two opponent and as we waited for more hockey we got a look behind the scenes with the vgk social media team as gordon weigers and kaylee allard spoke on their roles in the digital space by now, our listeners are familiar with the voices of Darren Millard and Dan Duva and Ashley Weiss and uh, the rest of the bullpen that's called upon for the VGK Today podcast. Some unfamiliar voices today, uh, Gordon Weigers and Kaylee Allard here from the Golden Knights social media team. Kaylee, how's it going? I'm great. Uh, we're having a great weekend. The boys were buzzing at practice and we're preparing for round two, so everything's great. Everything is great. The vibes are high. Uh, yesterday, the Golden Knights were on the ice. Uh, on Saturday at City National Arena for a full team practice. Uh, A couple of players uh, were out for maintenance days, uh, but the energy was high on the ice. Uh, If if you follow the Golden Knights on on social media, uh, you would have seen yesterday uh, 
some some content from down by the ice of players smiling and laughing and uh and kaylee you captured a good photo of uh of one player in particular with uh, a pretty noticeable smile yeah so uh ben hutton very lovable defenseman he had some tape on his helmet that said ben with a smiley face we're still trying to figure out who the culprit is but ben was all smiles all practice as he always is so it was very fitting for his persona uh we'll keep you updated though if we ever find out who put the tape on his helmet there's always mystery pranks going on uh, that's that's kind of the beauty of, of this locker room and, uh, and and the vibes always being high and, and that doesn't happen without some characters in the room, which we'll get to later on. Before we get to that, just want to talk about the intensity of playoff hockey. We've seen it across the league uh, already so far in this postseason. A couple series already off to game seven and uh, you know the ones that have ended already, including the series between the Golden Knights and the Winnipeg Jets. The, the intensity is there on the ice, but Kaylee, we're seeing it on social as well yeah so obviously if you follow our twitter which if you're not at golden knights nice. <laughs> uh, so we're known for you know our creativity and sometimes when we can be cringe but that's what makes us stand out from the crowd <laughs> and we embrace it but uh we obviously work very hard all year uh to bring you know our audience and our fans the best experience possible and then that kind of just we emphasize that tenfold during the playoffs because the intensity on the ice changes and so does our social strategy so we're always busy but we're even more busy with planning and how can we bring the best experience to our fans and our audience during the playoffs especially when the vibes are high we want to emphasize that on all socials and we want to bring everyone as close to the team as we can and just kind of broadcast how great the room is this year uh, we can't emphasize it enough the players always talk about it but we see it too on the social side so we want to make sure everyone can experience that as much as possible when they scroll through our channels and, and it's an emotional time of year for hockey where when Bruce Cassidy said this uh, in I think his media availability the day after the Golden Knights lost game one to Winnipeg five to one in the playoffs you when you lose, you feel like you're never going to win again. And when you win, you feel like you can't lose. Uh, I would say that that kind of translates over to, to the Golden Knights social media and the way that our fans engage with us. Uh, when, when things are going great, the, the positivity's there. And, and of course, the, the trolls uh, rear their heads uh, whenever they want, really. But uh, regardless of what's going on and when things are going bad, you know, we, we hear you as well. Um, but it's it's that energy of our fans in the digital space that uh, you know, translates you know, pretty much the same way it does in the arena when uh, when things are going great the crowd is behind the guys and 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 the same thing uh, goes on social media so when the when the tension's high in a double overtime game or uh, or when everything's cooking along uh, in a in a series clincher four to one win in game five. Uh, we, we see the replies and we always appreciate the positivity. Uh, on Friday, it was an off day for the team uh, and I had the good fortune of going out and enjoying the day and playing some golf. And before we got to the first tee box, ran into Nicholas Haig, who was uh, making the turn, uh, going off to play the 10th hole, just finished his front nine. And uh, everyone will be, including Nicholas's family, very happy to hear that he asked if he could use my sunscreen because he saw me applying and, and said, oh, golly, I forgot. Let me borrow some of that. And, uh, and he lathered up well. So uh, in case anyone was wondering uh, if, if Nicholas Haig wore his sunscreen uh, the other day, the answer is yes. Uh, and of course, as, as, an, as a hockey player does, he uh, was sure to chirp one of his teammates, whose name I'll leave out, who uh, definitely forgot the sunscreen the day before the team picture. And uh, once that's out there and circulated, you might be able to uh, try to figure out who that is. Um, Kaylee, you call this player a wholesome king all the time. Tell us about Nicholas Waugh. Well, no pun intended, because for those of you who didn't know, Waugh translates to king, 
in French, which is why that's his emoji. So if any of you are ever wondering, you learned something new today. Uh, Wazi is probably one of the friendliest, nicest, chillest guys I've ever interacted with. Um, I actually had a conversation with him on the bench before warm-ups the last time we played in Edmonton. And he kind of likes to sit on the bench pregame and just take it all in and zen out a bit. So I was on the bench getting some content and, you know, I was like, hey, Wazi, what's going on? Just, you know, small talk. And he was saying how it was such a late puck drop that night. We started after 8 p.m. and then we had to fly back after. So he's like, you know, we, we really got to win this game because it makes the flight back so much better. And I was messing with him and I said, yeah, no pressure. We really got to win because it's going to really stink flying home so late and so um, I said to him have a great game Wazi and then if you guys remember he scored the overtime winner in that oh, game. Oh this was Edmonton? Yes. Oh this I love it. I hadn't yeah. heard this story. I love this. Oh yes this was in Edmonton so I kind of wished him luck before the game and he was really really had that emphasis on winning this game and uh, as you know this was his second game back from injury as well and he scored the overtime winner for us so when I boarded the team plane, Wazi stops me and gives me a huge smile and goes, hey, we won the game. <laughs> so it was just incredible. Uh, he's he's very friendly, like I said, always smiling, and uh, he wouldn't hurt a fly. So we love Wazi for his wholesome personality. Now, once the hockey resumed for Vegas, it was against a formidable opponent in the Edmonton Oilers. The gritty defensive style of the Knights was set to clash with the high-flying offensive attack of the Oilers in a matchup that was highly anticipated by all in the hockey world. Now, the series itself ended up as a bit of a roller coaster ride, with the teams trading blowout wins until the Knights eventually secured the series in six games. But the first thing I want to draw attention to from that series was a bit of a turning point for Vegas in the playoffs. In Game 3 in Edmonton, starting goaltender Lauren Brossois suffered an injury that would sideline him for the rest of the playoffs. That thrust Aiden Hill into the starting role, and despite a strong night's win in the game, many wondered about the long-term ramifications of the swap, something Dave Gosher asked former NHL goaltender and TNT analyst Brian Boucher. You lived the position, Boucher, for a long time in net as a goaltender. What kind of an impact does it have on a team when you see your main guy in the playoffs, like Lauren Brossois has been for the Golden Knights, leave the game like he left the game? Yeah, that's upsetting uh, for a group, right? I mean, they, they know what this guy's been through. I mean, he, you know, it's been a tough year plus for him with regards to the surgeries and having to go back down and find his game. And, you know, he's really worked hard to get to where he is. So there's no doubt that that's upsetting. But having said that, I mean, Everybody has belief in, in other guys in the room. And, and for, for Aiden Hill, he's had difficulty staying healthy as well. But at times, he's played some pretty good hockey. And, you know, the fact that he was ready, I think, speaks volumes to his preparation and the work that he's putting in. And when he comes in and makes a couple of saves early on, it kind of settles things down a little bit. Now you can be like, okay, you know, we're, we're going to be all right. And, and I, think they res I think the team in general responded really well. Yeah, it could be an upsetting event when you see your goaltender you know, have to get off the ice like that. But when you have a guy that comes in, does a job like that, uh, and then you kind of settle your game down and you start stop giving up those odd man rushes, and now your game starts to spend time in the offensive zone, I, I thought they just responded really well to a situation that could have been could have been really bad. The next man mentality ringing strong for Vegas, and as we know, Aiden Hill, well, he ended up being all right, to say the least, for the rest of the playoff run. Uh, but as mentioned... The Knights went on to defeat Edmonton in six games, and the series clincher was a Misfits masterclass. Five goals for Vegas, all off the sticks of original Misfits, including a natural hat trick from Jonathan Marcheseau. The hero of Game 6 spoke to Ashley Vice after the series about what transpired. Jonathan, first, what did the post-game celebrations entail last night? Uh, I mean, uh, obviously everybody was pretty happy with the... With the game, uh, obviously we're in Edmonton on a Sunday, so we stayed all together at the hotel and uh, just had a few drinks, a couple of the boys, and played cards, and it was a good night. It's the fourth time as a Vegas Golden Knight that you've made it to the Western Conference Final, but what's different about this group? Uh, I think the chemistry we have uh, off the ice, the fun that we have. Like, uh, there's no one, there, there's not one meal that we don't have a giggle about something. So it's. Uh, it's been uh, definitely uh, a blast this year, but uh, we're just uh, halfway through the, our goal here. 
So when you ask people who keeps it light, who keeps it fun, who creates those giggles, a lot of people say it's you. So, so which of your teammates would you say who's someone that maybe doesn't get enough credit for how light they keep things? Uh, I mean, you got to think that Jack is up there, uh, Stevie, uh, Naber. Like we have a lot of uh, funny guys on the team, and you know, like when you have characters like uh, Phil Phil Kessel and Paul Cotter, they're just so funny and. Uh, obviously, we have a, a lot of fun with the guys. You mentioned both Jack and Phil there. You sit uh, a little ways up on the plane with Jack, Phil, and Braden McNabb. What does this two-hour and 51-minute plane ride look like for the four of you? I mean, I have a good time every time. Uh, Phil probably doesn't say the same thing. It, his mood changes by his uh, performance at cards, but, uh, I mean, it's, uh, it's definitely a lot of fun, and uh, it's, 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 it's entertaining. Who do you take the most money from? I gotta say, uh, it's Jack for sure. He's just a great donor at that table, and he's uh, it's, it's it's a tough table to to win. And uh, I know I've uh, we've me and Naber have been there for six years, so we've seen it. We see a lot of guys go through it, but uh, yeah, it's just uh, we're just good players, I guess. Would Jack agree with that, or what would his reaction be? He would definitely 100% agree with that because the the book doesn't lie. So. Uh, yeah, I, it would be uh, easy to disappointed every time, but he always says, uh, I'm just here for the good time. As you talk about how close the group is, uh, I want to go back to one of the earliest relationships you've had on this team, William Carlson, uh, with Mother's Day yesterday. Uh, what, what's it been like to watch him become a dad? Yeah, I mean, it's quite funny because we, all, me and Riley were like, oh, you're gonna, your life is changing. He's like, no, my baby's going to be the easiest, and he says stuff like that, so it's just... It's funny, but he's going to get a little reality check this week, I guess. He's going to get more times on his end and uh, uh, and spend a lot of time with his family. So uh, good for him. And, uh, I mean, it just changes for the best. How cool has it been to see so many of your teammates become become first-time dads in just a short time period? Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, uh, everybody goes through it, right, So at some point. So uh, I was uh, really happy to see that everybody is doing great, too, like uh, healthy babies, healthy uh, healthy moms, healthy birth, and all that. So uh, good for them, and uh, obviously they're gonna have a a, gr- a great time uh, going forward with it. And uh, yeah, really happy for them. As you heard, Marcia, so they're mentioning another player on the Golden Knights that welcomed a child during this playoff run, William Carlson. So a lot happening for a lot of players on the Vegas Golden Knights off the rink, even during what ended up being a Stanley Cup championship run. Now we go back to after round two. For the Western Conference Final, had some downtime in between the second and third round, so we got to hear from some other people involved with the team and their perspectives on the playoff run. First, we'll hear Darren Millard's chats with Vegas Golden Knights VP of Marketing Stephanie Rogers and Director of Retail Operations Maggie Sweeney on their roles within the organization. And then we'll cut to Gary Lawless's chat with Riley Smith's dad, Lester, and how he was enjoying the playoffs. All right, we're going to talk about off-ice stuff instead of all the uh, on-ice stuff that uh, everybody more knows about. Uh, here's uh, Stephanie Rogers, Vice President of Marketing, Vegas Golden Knights, my fantasy football league buddy. Uh, what, what happens after Vegas wins in round two to getting on the ice from your standpoint? So from our standpoint, our, our, our number one focus is just how do we get the fans excited how do we ensure that we're having the greatest fan experience possible on the plaza uh, in T-Mobile Arena and at all, all of our watch parties? So our goal is really to help uh, unite the realm. Really, that's our campaign. It's, it's about bringing the fans together. It's about bringing the city together. It's about bringing everybody anywhere that wants to support the Vegas Golden Knights together. And we do that through a variety of ways. We have incredible creative that comes from our brand team. Uh, Brady and his entire crew, as you guys see that, you know, day in, day out coming to life. So... They're focused on what's the next iteration of this playoff campaign, Western Conference Final, Quest for the West as we're facing Dallas and getting all of those assets ready to go. Um, So you can see them all over your feeds on the social channels and when you're looking for tickets and in your emails and on the website. And then we're also thinking about what's the fan experience, right? So we had the dunk tank out there on the plaza. That was incredible. We've had uh, revolt tattoos out there every single game. That's been amazing. But what's the next thing? What's the next thing that's going to shine a light on 
the uniqueness of Vegas, the, the uniqueness of our fan base, and the uniqueness of this plaza experience that we love celebrating before fans get into the game to cheer on, uh, to cheer on the Golden Knights. Um, so that takes a lot of work by a lot of different people. We're, we're on the phone with a lot of different um, businesses locally trying to figure out who wants to be a part of the show, if you will. Um, we also want to make sure that whatever we're bringing to the plaza is free for our fans because we want to make sure that they get to um, come without any type of worry or hindrance of, of having to you know add another thing to their game day list. So, um, yeah, from my side of things, it's just a lot of thinking about what do the fans want and how can we make it the best experience for them and that goes into action the minute that game number six is put in the bank by vegas yeah and actually uh we start planning a lot of these things a lot further in advance uh than you than you think and then and sometimes then it's comfortable to start planning uh when you're in this type of scenario you're not superstitious well you know there's been a few times where i've had to step out of conversations uh no but we want to be ready, right? There's not a lot of turnaround time on most of this stuff. So if you waited until you had the finality of the game's over, you'd be behind for the entire way. So um, creatively, we've had these campaigns kind of semi-built or three-quarters of the way, 80% of the way built um, for days and weeks on end. And then you just kind of put the final touch on them based on what's happening in real time. Similarly, with Plaza Activations, we've got a list of things that we want to explore and bring to life. Uh, but some of them take more time than others, and some of them are a little bit bigger of productions than others. So we have a list of things that are, okay, if we get to the Western Conference final, we know these are the ones we're going after. If we make it further, we know these are the ones we're going after. Um, but game six, as soon as that you know goal horn sounded, we're sending emails, we're putting plans in action, we're uh, sending emails to the fan base, we're sending emails to our partners in market asking how you know, they can use our creative if they can host us at a beach for a watch party or at a pool or wherever else it might be. So it's instant. This is your first go around at this. Has it been stressful? Has it been fun? How would you describe it? Oh my gosh, this is the most fun. This yeah. I tell everybody, this is exactly why you grew up and want to work in sports. It's standard organized chaos. But like the other morning, you know, getting ready, brushing my teeth and my brain is just spinning on like all the fun things that we can do. I couldn't wait to get in here and brainstorm with our team. And we have an amazing staff here. So putting the towels out on the seats, we have people raising their hand every single, Maria, you're one of them, raising their hand every single day asking, how can I help support whatever initiatives that you have? Our watch parties, we have, you know, staff out there helping to pull together tables so that, you know, fans can have places to sit. So this is, this is incredible. This is so fun. And that's perfect timing because here comes Maggie Sweeney, Director of Retail Operations, into the break room from the green room, which this is a very busy place, Maggie. You, you know all about that. But during the last conversation we had with Stephanie, the microwave was, was going a little bit bonkers. I mean, people don't realize how much excitement goes on here. You know, it's just, it's, it's everything you could imagine. So you are in charge... Tell me the whole scope of what you do. Yeah, so basically any anywhere that we're selling our retail and that we're involved, um, I'm involved. So when it comes to uh, products that we're ordering and receiving for our store here at City National Arena, um, you know, the plan and the operations for our retail component components at T-Mobile Arena, um, online sales out in Henderson, just... Um, you know, everywhere that our teams are involved and, and interacting with fans and selling things, uh, I, I'm getting involved there. So as Vegas goes into the playoffs, you have to have stock in place for people to get excited about. Now, as the bandwagon grows, how does your job and uh, the navigating of that process go? As you kind of said, it's very reactive, um, you know, Early on with NHL licensees and opportunities that the league gives us, you know, it's so early on for those initial planning stages that every team in the league, you know, has the opportunity to place an order to be ready for round one. Um, so as you can imagine, you know, that's very forward thinking and um, based on a lot of data and numbers from us and around the league um, and insight from, you know, friends around the league sharing things with each other to make sure that overall, you know, the NHL is successful. And then 
and then we just react to things that are happening here locally and things that people are liking and wanting and talking about um, or tweeting about. Um, and we just try and bring the fans a, a unique and creative assortment. What's been a hit so far? Um, so with post-game um, win activities in the locker room that people may have seen where uh, the players are having some fun, uh, <laughs> we decided to commemorate that in a t-shirt with um, commemorating the wig and it has the VGK kind of running through it and the fun sunglasses. So that post-game win celebration t-shirt has done really well for us. So now that you're into the Western Conference final, are you starting to plan like Western Conference paraphernalia, apparel, a Stanley Cup is around the way? When do you start going down that path, knowing that we are a very uh, traditional sport and we don't want to put the cart before the horse too much? Uh, without saying too much, I'll just say that, you know, all teams who get to a certain point, um, you know, you have to work with the league and NHL licensees and, and those big vendors to produce things that, you know, have the Stanley Cup image on them in any way. So I'll just say that, you know, I, there's teams who aren't playing now who were prepared for the ultimate um, in some wow. cases. And so, you know, we're, we're prepared. We're at Golden Knights practice two days prior to the start of the Western Conference Final. And we're joined by Riley Smith's dad, Lester. Lester, the fourth time the Golden Knights have been this far. And you've watched the team as much as anybody else, I am guess. How exciting is it for you and your family? It's, it's great. You know, I'm glad they made it all the way back here. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a long road. And, you know, to end up first in our division was fantastic. And to beat Edmonton especially was in sixth was terrific. So... To get here is, is really wonderful. It's great for the guys, great for the guys that haven't experienced this. And, it, it's, you know, it's, it's great for the misfits to, to come back and do their thing. We just got busted by Riley. Him and William Carlson just looked up and, and pointed at us. What is he saying to William right now? Oh, look, they finally, got, they finally corralled my dad. He, he always said he wouldn't do it, but for Gary, you know, I'll do it. Uh, Riley was, you know, an original misfit. Uh, came over at the expansion draft. You know, when your son goes to an expansion team, what are your expectations? And, like, they're on the verge of getting to a second Stanley Cup, potentially, and been this far four times. You know, it's amazing, really. When he first got here, it, it, the idea was, okay, you know, well, we'll see, you know, like, we'll see what's here, and, you know, we'll try to make the best of it. And, of course, the first year was, was fantastic. And then, you know, with their ownership and everything, they've kept the team at that high level, no matter the injuries the age they just keep rolling over with Eichel they've got you know one of the very best in the league he can match everybody he proved, he proved it last series so it's 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 great you know they are where they deserve to be right now it's been a pretty exciting spring for you your other son Brandon playing for the New Jersey Devils yeah. and they are just been uh, been knocked out but uh, uh, you still have one son going yeah yeah no it was great you know so the dream of both of them playing each other in the Stanley Cup is, is gone this year Maybe next year, who knows? Uh, the Devils were a big surprise from what we thought they'd be when Brendan went there to what they ended up. Uh, you know, like uh, Carolina's a very good team. If uh, they get by Florida, they'll be a tough, they'll be a tough game for uh, the Knights, hopefully. You say the dream. Wouldn't that be a nightmare, having them both no, in the Stanley no, Cup? No, no, that's a dream. You get to watch both guys play. You hope they both do well. You hope they're both not on the ice at the same time. But, you know, that, that's, that's amazing. And then, you know, in the end, no matter what, one's upset, but one's bringing home the Stanley Cup. And, you know, we got a lot of places like Mimico that show up. <laughs> and down east, east yeah. coast, yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. You only get one day, and we, you'd have to pick a spot. That'd be yeah. a tough decision. We'd have to grab it early so we get a double day or something <laughs> like that. I don't know if they do that, but, you know, like, we'd hope to, you know, get it to Mimico and then get it to Cape Breton. Uh, Riley going pretty good, uh, had a big goal. What was that like for you to see, you know, hit, hit Riley, William Carlson, and Jonathan Marsh, so even though they're not playing together, they're forever linked. And uh, to see all three of them score all the goals in game six, I know I was emotional about it for them. What was it like for you? Well, it was funny because, so uh, 
I was actually on the plane coming from Toronto, so I missed the entire game. So I was trying to get whatever updates I could, and I got, a, for whatever reason, a text came through from a buddy, great start for Riley. So I thought, wow, well, okay, they scored. And like I said, I wasn't that sure they would beat Edmonton in that sixth game. I thought it was a really important game for them to beat them. You never wanted to go seven. So then when I landed, you know, and then you go, okay, Marchi had a hat trick in the second, which is unbelievable, but you know, he's, he, he's, he's like a dog in a bone. He goes and goes and goes. And, and for Carly to finish it out and just, you know, the three misfits score all the goals in the big game, fantastic. Always fun to hear from those who help make things go from off the ice. Stephanie and Maggie played critical roles with the VGK to help make it the top-notch organization that it is, while Lester Smith shed some light on the nervousness, but also the excitement that comes with watching his son play in such meaningful games. So then, we move on to the Western Conference Final, Knights against Stars. And I don't think we could set things up any better than listening back to Dan Duva's Special report on Dallas. This is Dallas. Oil. Cotton. The Cowboys. AT&T. American Airlines. Reunion Tower. Daly Plaza. SMU. H.L. Hunt. J.R. Ewing. And for the last 30 years... Dallas Stars Hockey, Mike Madano, Sergey Zubov, Joe Neuendijk, Jamie Benn. The Lone Star State's lone NHL franchise arrived in 1993 from Minnesota, where the North Stars shot south. Playoffs four times in their first five years. And then, in year six, you guessed it. Nineteen ninety nine Stanley Cup champions. They've made it back twice since. And lost both times. And the Tampa Bay Lightning have won the Stanley Cup. In between, they were co-stars to NHL history. Hosts on October 6, 2017, the inaugural game for the NHL's 31st club the Vegas Golden Knights. From high above Rickside at American Airlines Center in Dallas, Texas. It is indeed history today as the Golden Knights play their first regular season contest. The Stars players, prior to the national anthem in a moment of silence, skated from their own blue line, snaked behind the Vegas Golden Knights players, and stood immediately behind them. A touching moment here. As in Las Vegas, we continue to mourn those lost on Sunday. And so now, we'll pause for just a moment and enjoy some hockey. And as we get ready for hockey, let's tell you all about who will be in Golden Knights uniforms today. We'll read you down the full list of the 18 skaters and two goaltenders here for the Golden Knights and the Stars. Ready to go. Here's the drop of the puck underway. The Stars control from right to left. Feed into the slot and comes to the left wing and a shot. Save Flurry. Rebound. Another save Flurry. Leipzig on the right half wall. Now set up top by Smith. Miller fakes the shot. Feeds left for Neal. He shoots off the pipe. No. It kicks out of play. And a shot tipped on goal. Save. Rebound. Sliding block. And then the loose puck covered by Flurry. Braden McNabb made the block. Flurry then covered to get the whistle. Thrown up top by Radulov. Klingberg hands left and a shot. Score! It was tipped in front, and the Stars take a one to nothing lead with a power play goal with 2.59 left in the second period. Back for Sagan. He winds. He waits. He looks. He shoots. Kicked out by Flurry. Out at the right point, Nate Schmidt, the lefty, shuffles toward the middle, drops it off for James Neal. He shoots. He scores! James Neal! It's a tie game! 9.33 to play in the third period. James Neal on a delayed penalty. Streaks from the Vegas bench from the far side to the right point. He came in down the right wing. The lefty fired from the top of the right circle. And there is the very first goal in Vegas history. James Neal. Golden Knights have possession again. Under three minutes to play in the third. Now down the middle. Here's a feedback to the right. Neal falling over. He scores! Wow! James Neal again! Two 
one, Vegas. Bouncing puck, loved in the neutral zone. Vegas to the offensive zone, towards an open net. It's Lindbergh shooting, it's blocked. Nine seconds left, Stars still have the puck, and it's in play. Thrown up through the neutral zone. Cut off at center with three seconds, with two. In comes Radulov at the horn, his shot is blocked. It looks like it's all over. The first game in Vegas history is a Golden Knights victory. James Neal scores the tying goal and the winning goal in the third period. Final score, Vegas 2, Dallas 1. That was the first trip to Dallas for the Knights. Now up to eight in all, five Vegas victories and just one regulation loss. Four stars remain, Foxa, Ben, Lindell, Sagan. The Knights did face the Stars during the 2020 postseason, but the Edmonton bubble played host for each of those contests. That makes tonight the first playoff game in Dallas for the Golden Knights. And now the question everyone wants to know. Who stars in Dallas this time? With the Vegas Golden Knights, I'm Dan Duva. Well, a brilliant piece there by Dan, setting the stage for what would be a pretty fun series for Vegas. Two overtime winners in the first three games to help build a 3-0 series lead en route to a six-game series win for Vegas to advance to the franchise's second Stanley Cup final. Now, that calming presence that we heard earlier from Alex Petrangelo really came through again before and during the final. Mark Stone, after Game 6, was not ready to get ahead of himself and look forward to what could be in the Stanley Cup final. And even after a win in Game 1 against Florida, Shea Theodore echoed that sentiment. Well, Mark, now that you've had uh, a few hours at least uh, to sleep on it, has it set in that your team is heading to the Stanley Cup final? Um, yeah, I think it has. Um, I guess the way to put it is it's there's only two teams left, right? And it's, it feels right that we're still playing, so... Um, I'm excited. I think the guys are excited. Um, just getting ready to board the plane now. So uh, I guess the, the work starts um, probably Thursday. Uh, we'll get back rolling and uh, get prepared for Saturday. What do the celebrations entail right after winning? I think it's mixed, right? Because you, you want to celebrate, but you also know that um, the job's not finished yet. So um, it's a great accomplishment, but um, and we definitely were, were excited about it. But um, Job's not done, like I said. Job's not done, but was there a point in this season where you had a feeling, okay, this team could for sure make it to this point? Yeah, I mean, I think we'd been through um, a lot of obstacles these last couple of years. Um, we had more injury trouble this year, but uh, I think we were better this year at finding ways to to overcome that kind of stuff. So um, we were pretty battle-tested going into the playoffs, and um, we haven't let anything rattle us, um, which is important, right? Um, we've had games where we were no good and we bounced back right away and, and got the job done. And, um, you know, I think a lot of people were uh, kind of doubting us a little bit after those two losses, um, thinking maybe we were going to crumble, but well, we had our best game of the series and, um, you know, now we get to keep playing. Shea, the team in a, in a really good spot right now, but uh, right before we started recording, you said... Job's not done. Yeah. I mean, I think we've been in this position before. Um, you know, and I think we have a more experienced and a veteran group. And, you know, right now it's all about game two and, you know, coming out with a lot of jump and, um, you know, try, trying to get that win. You're one of the six guys that have been in this position before in 2018. Does it seem like a long time ago or in a way does it seem like yesterday? It seems like both. Um, you know, it seems like yesterday, but at the same time, it's, it's, been, it's been a long time. So, um, you know, it's, it's fun to be back in this position. Um, you know, they're high, high pressure situ situations, but, uh, you know, I feel like uh, it's always good to get a good start on game one. What did you take out of the experience all those years ago that could maybe be a benefit today? I just think, um, you know, I've kind of talked about it before, but we were, we were definitely excited the first time around, um, you know, winning game one. You know, we thought it was going to be an easy road, and obviously it wasn't. So, um, you know, I think this time around with our with our veteran group, our leadership, and, um, you know, we're just taking game by game. Uh, you know, it's all about winning winning the next one and, and kind of moving on from there. How is this team different from that one? I just feel like our depth, our depth is there. Um, we've had a ton of guys contributing. Um, you know, our third and fourth lines, they've been, they've been huge for us all playoffs, pitching in here and there. And just uh, from a physicality aspect, uh, you know, 
doing that, keeping keeping guys on their toes, and it's been real fun. A playoff run so good that you almost couldn't believe how it would end until it actually happened. And, of course, Vegas putting on a show for the final game of the Stanley Cup Final and closing out the series with a 9-3 victory on home ice. The noble charge from Bill Foley was cut in six. They talk about dreaming. The Golden Knights are going to make that dream a reality. A devotion to destiny. Misfits to champions. The Vegas Golden Knights win the Stanley Cup in 2023. Stanley Cup championship in Golden Knights history comes in their sixth season. The Silver State is home to the greatest silver trophy in all of sports. The mob is behind Aiden Hill's goal. All the players swarming one another, jubilant in celebration. The fans on their feet can't stop. The streamers down from the rafters Sticks and gloves and flamingos. The Golden Knights are Stanley Cup champions. Every player managed to contribute. Each player played his part. And there the honor lies. Final score in game five. The Vegas Golden Knights, nine. The Florida Panthers, three. They defeat Florida in five games to win the Stanley Cup. Having knocked out the Stars in six. The Oilers in six. The Jets in five. The Golden Knights win 16 out of 22 games in the Stanley Cup playoffs to win the Stanley Cup in their sixth season on this Tuesday, the 13th day of June, 2023. Just an amazing moment that none of us will ever forget, and especially the guys on the ice that made it happen. So, as we end here, let's listen back to a few of the interviews Gary Lawless conducted on the ice during the Stanley Cup Championship celebration. Thank you. Thanks, Gary. You look great tonight. How's this Purple feel? Suit. It feels unbelievable. Uh, best feeling in the world been a long battle for you and you think about what you've went through and fought for yourself to get the surgery that you needed to get and then yeah. got traded here and turned into a Stanley Cup champion in pretty pretty short order yeah uh, best feeling that's uh, you know all that you go through it's all worth it um, being here now and being able to celebrate Stanley Cup with these guys um, can't thank the organization enough and um, you know everyone um, from the <coughs> From the top down, uh, Bill, George, Kelly, you know, to all our tr athletic trainers, equipment guys, I mean, everybody just, everyone comes to work every day and just does such an amazing job and um, makes it that much more special to play here. Thanks, Jack. Thank you. Mark Stone, captain of the Vegas Golden Knights, Stanley Cup champions, congratulations. Thanks, Gary. Unbelievable feeling, isn't it? Um, Everybody pours their, their heart and soul into this organization, and here we are. You had back surgery about five months ago, and here, and you got to lift that thing over your head tonight. Yeah, I mean, it's an unbelievable feeling. It's why you put in the hours to, to get back to be a part of the group. You, know, you want to be a part of the group. You want to be having success with the group, and, and here we are. We're best team in the best team in the world, the best hockey team in the world. It's, it's the best. It's just pretty cool. You got your dad, your mom, your brother, everybody around here. You had a hat trick tonight. It's the first time in 100 years that someone had a hat trick in the clinching game of the Stanley Cup. Yeah, I'm not really thinking about that, honestly. Um, just thinking about coming out, skating onto the ice to, to celebrate with the team. Um, it's a special feeling, so um, love it. Never forget. Never, never, yeah, never forget it. What do these people mean to you? Yeah, I mean, my mom and dad, they put in the crazy hours at the rink for me and my brother to play this game. Um, you know, and I met my wife who packed up her stuff and, and moved to, to Vegas, not knowing anything about the city, just trusting uh, 
you know, I guess trusted me in my decision to uh, to come here and um, just a support system, right? Um, they're your biggest fans. They uh, they always think you play good, right? Even when you don't. So it's uh, it's unbelievable. Congratulations, Mark. Thanks, Gary. Aiden, congratulations. You're on with uh, Dan and myself upstairs. How does this feel? Uh, pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, it's fun trying to enjoy the moment. You were really sharp early and uh, and kept your team in it, and then uh, they gave you lots of run support. Yeah, I mean, that second period, we just took over the game. It's uh, truly incredible what this group of guys can do when we're clicking. So, uh, yeah, there we got the third and fourth one and started rolling, and, yeah, it was just kind of waiting for that clock to tick down. You told us the other night that when they score in overtime, you never get to be in the scrum. Were you in the scrum tonight? Yeah, I guess they all came to me. I don't know, it was uh, pretty surreal. I didn't know what uh, seconds left to start throwing my stuff off at. <laughs> awesome. Enjoy your night, Aiden. Thank you. Appreciate it. 59 days of VGK Today documenting a 16-win journey for the Knights en route to their first Stanley Cup. I hope you enjoyed that look back at some of the most notable moments from VGK Today. And even with all the ground that we covered today, there is still lots more that we didn't get to. So... If you didn't get a chance to listen the first time around, or if you just want to relive some of the moments and conversations from the show, go right to your preferred podcast platform and take a listen back to some of your favorite moments from the championship run. Thank you for tuning in today. Please enjoy the rest of the offseason and get ready to cheer on the VGK in their title defense this upcoming season because they are going to need your energy and your support to reach the pinnacle once again. Until then... Justin Russo signing off for VGK Today, presented by MGM Rewards.